Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Chef Mike Scher and his partner, Neil Santos. They have a restaurant called Lalo. It's at the Bourse, now open seven days a week. And we are talking about, uh, this is your post-Thanksgiving tips for what to do with all that leftover food. So this, this uh, What's Cooking podcast is the Filipino style. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> so let's talk about Lalo, first of all. So, Chef, I noticed that you are a white man, but Neil, you are Filipino. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the collaboration before we get into the leftovers. Right. So Lalo is many different things, but it's it stems from Filipino food, Filipino culture, Filipino tradition, and it's recipes that my partners Jill, Risa, and I have inherited over the years through our, par- our parents and our grandparents. So Lola is the name for grandmother, and Lolo is the name for grandfather. And when you combine those two, we kind of made... Lalo, which is our own little beast in and of itself. And when we partnered with Chef Mike, it really was a great collaboration in that we are able to hone our palates, all three of us, in ways that connect to the Filipino-American experience. So flavor profiles like really pungent fermented shrimp or really strong garlic, peppercorn, bay leaf, uh, vinegar, things like that really translate well to American approaches and American ways of cooking. And it also really kind of creates its own story. So it's a lot of that. <laughs> so you're used to the Filipino tastes and you needed someone to be like, this is what the masses will like. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> Partly, uh, you know, how to appeal to the masses and also how to streamline it for a fast casual setting that we have at the Bourse. And also it's an educational process for me too, to, you know, learn all the food and, but to add my expertise to make it available all day. <laughs> and then it goes back to Neil because it's got to pass the grandma test. Yeah. And it, it certainly does. And in a way that, you know, a, a lot of our families have come to, to the restaurant and have commended Mike's work with, you know, our, our Oscaldo or our chicken and Nihau. And it's really staying true to the recipes and really staying true and relying on tradition to kind of carry the concept home. So despite the fact that we are of different cultures, we really come together as a family. And I think that's the most important part of Filipino cooking in general. What would you say are the most important flavors in Filipino food? Oh. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for just from my experience, fish sauce and garlic. They, they, <laughs> they are very, very important. Um, other than that, you know, uh, fermented shrimp paste is, is, is a big ingredient and uh, really earthy uh, flavors. Yeah. You're buying that shrimp Fermented shrimp paste in bulk, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that much. All right. All right. So everybody's eating Thanksgiving. They're full of turkey and cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie and apple pie and stuffing and all the good stuff. And you've got a whole bunch of leftovers. What are you going to do with it? All right. Well, we have a few suggestions. Some things that touch base on uh, some items that we have on our menu right now and some things that are just kind of off the wall. Um, the first thing that I would recommend with uh, leftover turkey is a dish called aras caldo, which we actually have on the menu right now. Normally, it's a chicken rice porridge, similar to a kanji, but we would do it with turkey. So I would take some leftover turkey, chop it up so that it's in nice, manageable, bite-sized pieces. Like um, cu- diced? Yeah, like like cubes. Uh, but really, it's your preference. Just 
so as long as it's not a whole turkey. <laughs> and uh, in a pot, you would start out with some chicken stock, or if you have turkey stock, that would be amazing. Chicken stock or turkey stock, a few quarts, and add uh, just a cup of rice or so, and let that cook until it's overcooked rice, and it basically just becomes like a soupy porridge. So you start with raw rice. Raw rice, yeah. If you have cooked rice, it'll it'll happen way faster. <laughs> but uh, we usually start it from raw. Okay. From there, once it reaches the consistency that you like as a porridge, more like a thin stew, <laughs> a thick soup, I would add the turkey, the chopped turkey, and season with a few cloves of minced garlic, a few tablespoons of minced ginger, and the finishing touches on this dish, which are very important for the flavor to make it Filipino, are a lot of black pepper fish sauce, a good squeeze of lime, which we use instead of calamansi, which is the Filipino native citrus. Lime is the thing that we use to kind of most mimic that or best mimic that. And just finish with a little bit of a chili oil and cilantro. You really want the ginger and the fish sauce to come through more than anything else. And then the lime helps just cut through all that richness a little bit. So at the end. it's kind of like a Filipino take on turkey soup. Sure. Just, uh, just yeah, like a rice turkey soup. Yeah. But but it's supposed to be like a little bit thicker than that. Yeah. It's soupy. It's comforting. It's it's healing. I really kind of relate to this dish in a way that any type of chopped ginger and broth is like it's a cure all. You know, it's you know, it's the holidays and you might be a little sick and, uh, you know, spend too much time with family, perhaps. And you need to like kind of just deplete yourself of all of the toxicity that may have happened and you just emotionally and emotionally physically, physically yeah <laughs> this is one of those comfort foods that really like make you feel better <laughs> filipino chicken soup filipino arroz caldo yeah i kind of i relate this to uh basically the equivalent of, of matzo ball soup you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it heals everything yeah. <laughs> nice and what can you not miss what ingredients are super important all of the ginger all of the garlic all of the pepper and fish sauce, and then definitely finishing off with citrus of some kind. Calamansi you can get frozen um, from the Asian store or uh, just use any lime, really. Uh, it's hard to find real calamansi on the East Coast. What does um, it look like? It's a small little lime. When it ripens, it gets orange, um, but you, we eat it green, um, so it's a little – it's very small. It's about – Smaller know, than a lime. Yeah. Small, Definitely mm. smaller than a lime, uh, and it's very time-consuming to harvest if you think about – all those little limes, but it's that flavor um, that really hits home when you think about just being able to taste what that is. And the um, lime is close enough for the you? The lime is, it It hits the note of brightening up something that is a little fishy, has lots of umami, but I personally really prefer the calamansi flavor. Yeah. Uh, I grow it personally, so I can I have it at my house. In the fall, you can kind of find little trees in the Asian store and kind of buy a few and just have some for, for when you really, really want to taste and feel like you're at home. <laughs> for you, when um, for you're at yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. So um, That's a good idea to put citrus in the soup. Yeah, it's a finisher. It's a nice little, cuts the uh, the richness of the, of, the, of the soup. Definitely add it at the end. Otherwise, it'll be bitter. And, it'll be lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? Okay, so the next few recipes are all derived from whatever pie you have left over. I usually have, or my family usually has, pumpkin pie left over, but if you have apple pie, it'll do. I love making pumpkin pie milkshakes because it's so simple and it's great and it's a little more exciting than just pie <laughs> or, or just a milkshake. And it's really easy. I'm sure many people have tried it. The trick is just getting it the way that you like it. I take a slice of pumpkin pie, your average slice, a couple scoops of uh, vanilla ice cream, and just a touch of milk, maybe like a quarter cup, and put it in a blender and blend it until you like it and 
stick a straw in it and, <laughs> and enjoy. So the pie will really any kind of pie will yeah. or cake? Can you do cake too? Cake I guess would be yeah. interesting. I'm going to try that and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, we got chocolate cake, we got apple pie, we got blueberry pie. Well, I have some friends that are obsessed with milkshakes and they'll tell you that anything will work for a milkshake. <laughs> that sounds, I never thought about you doing a milkshake the next day with the pies. Yeah, you don't, I mean, there's no restrictions. It's whatever you like. <laughs> um, How do you get it to a good consistency? I like my milkshakes a little thicker. So the trick is not to overload with the milk. I usually start with just the pie and and a couple scoops of ice cream and then just thin out with milk until it's good. You know, don't don't add it all at the same time. So the milk is just really a necessity. Just, Have it just like to get a there. creamy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, then from there, we have a Filipino dessert called leche flan. It's basically a custard with a burnt caramel on top. We thought that it would be a good idea to take this milkshake that we have and mix it with all the ingredients to make this leche flan. Uh, you start that by uh, just burning some sugar in a pan. So you put some sugar and a little bit of water in a, in a pan and just cook it under medium, medium-low heat until all the water evaporates, and then you have this like caramel. Straight from the caramel, you put it into whatever... You plan on serving this leche flan in a, a glass pan or usually we use like aluminum, an aluminum tray. Line the bottom with that. Let that cool. Then we take our milkshake. You mix that with a little bit of, uh, with one can of sweetened condensed milk, one can of evaporated milk, 10 egg yolks, and just a touch of vanilla extract. So are we mixing this in a bowl or in the blender? I would do it in a blender. Okay. If, if, if you have one handy. If not... It's all all kind of liquidy. You could do it with a with a whisk in a bowl. Um, yeah. Well, you just made the milkshake in the blender. So. Exactly. So okay. it's well, since you have it out, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So it's uh, you you mix that all together. Wait for the sugar to cool so that you're not cooking the eggs when when you uh, when you pour it on top. Pour the your custard onto that and bake it off. Uh, you, basically, you steam it in an oven for ten fifteen minutes usually not even that long, three, 350 degrees, and, until you see that it stops jiggling. And uh, you let it cool, and then you flip it out, and then you have this beautiful melted sugar top over this pudding-like custard uh, that now tastes like pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> because you've used your pumpkin pie for the milkshake exactly. that you've now turned into like a flan. Yeah. Repurposing is the name of the game here. <laughs> That's very creative, yeah. actually. Is that is that very Filipino? It is very Filipino. It's very cultural anyway. It's uh, making well, use of what you have. <laughs> what is that? What is that in the Philippines? What is that called? Oh, I. it's just cooking. <laughs> never throw anything away. It's, yeah, never throw anything away. Never waste. Use what hungry. you have. So Filipino... But um, but I'm not from... like that. The flan, the jiggly cakes are not very American, I would say. No, so Filipino food is a is a mixture of of different cultures. So you have, you know, pre-colonial times, you have lots of indigenous spice trading. Um, so there's Mexican influence, there's Indian influence, there's Malaysian influence. Um, you have Spanish colonial times, so a lot of Spanish influence as well. And then you have about fifty-ish years of American colonialism. So <laughs> we have, you know, fans of Mickey Mouse and. <laughs> things like that. So it's diverse in, in and of itself. Each dish kind of, you can pinpoint exactly where something came from. Um, so leche flan is, you know, it is very Filipino and it's also um, Spanish in origin. So it has, um, it's, that to me is what Filipino food is. It's celebrating diversity. So what we're doing now with Lalo, you know, Mike may not be 
<laughs> perfectly Filipino, but the experiences we're sharing together in that kitchen, I think, really are a testament to. It kind of represents the culture. The culture. It's a very interesting way to flanify a milkshake. <laughs> sure. <it's. laughs> flanify a milkshake like that. I've, I've never heard of making it into a cake. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. All right. Did you have another pumpkin pie twist? Oh, to alcohol, right? We do. Nice. I, at, <laughs> at the end of this weekend, you're probably looking for a cocktail in the same vein of repurposing as we have been doing with our pumpkin pie or apple pie or whatever you made your milkshake and flan out of. We can then go in a direction of making a nice cocktail, a classic uh, daiquiri. I would just take some of this flan that you have, uh, just a small square of it, you know, whatever you manage to not eat because it's so delicious and uh, put it in a shaker with uh, two ounces of rum would recommend Appleton because it has, it kind of pairs well with this three quarters of an ounce of lime juice and three quarters of an ounce of uh, simple syrup, a little bit of ice and shake it and strain it through. And you have yourself a very interesting rendition of a classic daiquiri that, <laughs> that most bartenders will probably frown at, but <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're, it's kind of eggnoggy because you did, you said 10 eggs in the milkshake for the flan. Yep. So it's kind of like a boozy eggnoggy type of a well, our, drink. Well, our uh, partner, Risa, who is a bartender, she, uh, she warned me to inform you that it might not look pretty, but it will be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about take, you're taking the flan, not the milkshake. Yes. Yes. Which has the 10 eggs in it yes, and everything. Exactly. That's creative. What does it taste like? I mean, eggs, uh, rum. No, not eggs. It's more uh, you're still getting some of the pie, you know, flavor and uh, and just a lot of uh, sweetness and richness from the sweetened condensed milk and the, the custard basically that you created to make the flan. I'm picturing it tasting like eggnog. Almost, almost. There's like, like the yeah, citrus there's... too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Your palate's going to be. All right, you got to get. Let's let's go through. Do you have an Asian store grocery list? Because it sounds like you have a couple of ingredients here that we need to buy at the Asian store. And when I go to the Asian grocery store, I have no idea what I'm buying. I go for like rice and noodles, and then I don't know what else I'm getting. Well, for for our pantry, uh, there are a few essentials uh, when you're cooking Filipino food. There is a uh, a condiment called bagong, and that is fermented shrimp paste. It is almost a hundred percent essential just to have as a condiment in your kitchen. It may not be in every recipe, but it's used to to finish many, many dishes. Cilantro is my favorite, may not be used everywhere, but I, I always love adding it. And chili oil and fish sauce, ginger and garlic are just, you know, essentials for making really rounded out. Um, All right, let's talk about the fish sauce. Some people hear that and they might not be accepting. Yeah, we're we're pushers real hard for the, like, for can the you fish sauce. Talk to me about the fish sauce. The fish sauce adds umami. It's like instant salt. You know, in place of salt, we'll probably just use fermented fish sauce. Like in the same way, some people might use soy. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, it's a uh, it's resourceful. If you think about why fish sauce exists in the first place, um, using what is available. If you think about the Philippines, it's an archipelago surrounded by water, so lots of fish available. Lots of uh, fermenting as a way to preserve, as a way to sustain life. So that, as a base for a flavor, really ties everything together if, with uh, having a stable Filipino pantry. So, so it adds that the, the salty flavor. And it's salt, salt and funk, funk yeah. and umami. <laughs> and funk. <laughs> funk and, in and, a good way. And it yes. does, it smells 
more <laughs> pungent than it actually tastes. Yes. So don't shy away from it. Put it a little. Put a little bit into a little your dishes, bit at a time, and uh, it'll taste great. The smell might turn you off, but the taste is phenomenal. I do love sushi, though. Yeah. For go. people that love sushi, is that a good? I mean, I like fish. It's it's, it's different. It's, it's aggressive. Different <laughs> it's definitely it's a lot more aggressive. Than a lot sushi. more aggressive. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's talk. Is there anything else that you want to talk about food wise? Um, oh, uh, everything else. You, uh, you like to make tacos. Oh, I love. Oh, and rice. <laughs> you have you have the catch all. The fried rice. Yes. The fried rice is the catch-all you yeah. were telling well, me? Well, yeah, we do. I mean, we make fried rice basically for staff meal a lot because it's uh, it's we always have rice and we always have leftovers uh, to put in it. So, How um, do you make uh, Thanksgiving leftover Filipino fried rice? Let's see. I take some turkey. I'm so <laughs> hungry now. Have, <laughs> <laughs> I want Thanksgiving to be over with so I can have the leftover fried rice. <laughs> um, there are probably a lot of vegetables left over. Hopefully, whatever, really, whatever you have. If you have some turkey, chop it up. If you have some vegetables, chop them up. Saute them in a pan a little bit, and uh, and add some pre-cooked rice, uh, preferably you know day old. It dries out nicely and it gets really nice and crispy. Better to have um, day old rice than fresh rice. For fried rice, that's with our experience. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the the oil and the things you add to it should add more moisture, um, and definitely make sure you add the. The bugaong, which is the shrimp paste, and some fish sauce for that funk. Yes, yeah, so just basically, it's 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 a melting pot or or a pot, whatever you would call it, a, a mixed bag of whatever you have left <laughs> over, mixed with rice and and fish sauce and shrimp paste, and all of a sudden you have a great dish of leftovers. But it's a little more creative than just reheating and, and serving. Are you putting any oil or anything in there to give it a little moisture? A little, little bit of oil to to, to cook up the the vegetables and the turkey. And so you're cooking that first, throwing in the rice, throwing in the bagon. Yes, mm-hmm. you want to cook your your vegetables and meat first. Add the rice, uh, then add your bagong and your fish sauce and whatever else you like to flavor it with. I usually go with uh, pretty much the same accompaniments as with the with the the rice porridge. I, I like to add cilantro and chili oil. Finish with a little bit of lime, a little fish sauce. Um, really just, just make it really tasty. <laughs> awesome. There's that, that's making your mouth water, isn't it, Neil? Yes. The Filipino flavors. <laughs> I am consumed with hunger. <laughs> All right. Before we finish this up, we have to talk about food safety in the kitchen. Yes. Because... Thanksgiving, the food's been out all day. How long should the food last you? Let's basically go, let's go through some basics. Right. So, I mean, if you want some longevity out of your Thanksgiving leftovers, you really have to pay attention to how they're being served and how they're being handled during your dinner experience. Um, I wouldn't keep anything out for more than, than a few hours. Immediately refrigerate, and then when you reheat, Reheat to a safe, uh, a safe temperature above 141 degrees. Well, let's assume that everybody had a typical Thanksgiving dinner, so um, stuff was probably not handled in that, in the best way. In that case, good rule of thumb is just a couple days. If if it's still around on Sunday, see you oh, later. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. So no more. You you don't want to keep those that food past Sunday. No, and honestly, you shouldn't. It's a gluttonous holiday, so let's just get in on it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if the food is bad? So what? how many hours can you leave it out safely? Uh, so, How long can you leave it out safely? How long can you leave it out safely? Uh, it shouldn't be in the temperature danger zone uh, for more than four hours. Well, Like, ha- like handling it, actually. You- oh, um, I mean, cleanliness is key. And uh, just make sure that there's no cross-contamination. You know, have your own serving spoons for meat and sauces and fruits and vegetables. Um, just... 
just keep everything separate and clean and, and organized. The more the more you do to prepare, uh, the less you'll have to worry about uh, contaminating after afterwards. Just, do, do you need to worry about the family members that reach over just to get that one piece? Yeah, because those family members usually drop it all over <laughs> <laughs> or take a spoon of sauce across the whole table and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and, and season everything with that. <laughs> Those bad family members. All right. So once everybody goes, how do you? How is it supposed to be wrapped up and put away? And any any like any ways that we won't get sick? As long as it's summoned, done in a timely manner. Because um, sometimes people want to consolidate. I mean, the turkey is big. The lots of vegetables, and they want to. What can you can? How can you consolidate together? And maybe mom made you a, a Tupperware, and maybe it's really not like. I don't know. Yeah. Is it not good? Or, I don't know. You tell me. It's as long as you're, you know, everything's in one vessel and you're reheating it to, to the safe temperature. That's, it, you know, it's absolutely fine. I am personally a little bit more, you know, peculiar, uh, picky about it. So I separate all of my, all of my leftovers into individual containers. So you, you want it to be in its own thing? Preferably. That's, you know, that, that's my approach. Not everybody has the time, but you know, then again, that's why we're discussing this. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you want to do hots with hots, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't put the yeah, fruit salad yeah. next to the turkey. Absolutely. You know, things that are going to be reheated, maybe they can, maybe you can consolidate them. But, uh, but for the most part, yeah, don't put pie with turkey <laughs> or, <laughs> or mashed potatoes with fruits. You, you know. never know, you know, some people. They can get creative. You know, not enough Tupperwares at mom's house and they got to. They got to make do. You've been there before. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else you want to say about food, taking care of your food, keeping uh, safe? Just have cleanliness and safety in mind and enjoy yourself. And, uh, you know, by Sunday, have a happy it's holiday. Gone. <laughs> eat it to yeah, the dogs by Sunday. Eat it by Sunday. Or feed it to the dogs. Or feed it to the dogs. Can dogs get sick off of? I guess they could. I feel like dogs' depends immune systems dog. are way stronger than ours. <laughs> yeah. It really depends on the dog. My dogs. <laughs> your dogs. Your dogs are sensitive. No, they're they're bulletproof. They, they, they will eat everything. They can eat anything. It's the cleanest floors in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Thank you, you too. All right. Once again, we want to reiterate this: if you haven't eaten it by Sunday, get rid of it. Right. Rule of thumb. You would definitely say for yeah. Thanksgiving. Do you ever have stuff that lasts past Sunday? I'm, no. f- I'm feeding everybody every day. <laughs> You're feeding everybody. So so the host should really be giving away the food. If, of course. If um, you don't want to, because you don't want to keep it. It's a holiday of giving. It, Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, you guys. And on that, happy Thanksgiving. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Chef Mike Share and Neil Santos are partners at Lalo. It's open at the board seven days a week. Congratulations. I know you just recently opened. And... Um, uh, and people can check you out there. You're, and I'm assuming that since it's brand new, you guys are there pretty much seven days a week. Yep. We'll be smiling. <laughs> Eat and sleep there. Yep. <laughs> Mike and Neil, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.